90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Highland. Hi, you guys. <laughs> oh, no. Hi, Hi, Sharon. Hi from COVID Couch. How are you? We're good, you? Hanging oh, on? Uh, Ricola is my best friend. Yeah. If we could get a sponsorship at any time, it should be with Ricola. And, they are and lovely. dairy milk. Well, let's baby step it, Kelly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sharon, <laughs> you got the vid, as people call it. I got the it. vid. You know what's funny? It's I've been really I feel really lucky that I've got nice friends and family and stuff like that that have been checking in. A couple people are like, "You got the Rona, you got the vid," and a couple people are like, "Heard you got the plague." Like, Whoa! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's all perspective. Yeah, it felt like complete uh, crap, for lack of a better word. Totally knocked us out. Um, and I know I sounded Canadian when I said that. Out. Uh, no doubt. Um, yep. And there's no track in it. It's like it feels like like the worst cold slash flu, you know, like mm-hmm. the headache, the achiness, the the runny nose, sneezing. My gosh, sneezing hurt like heck. Um, <laughs> but that, like I said before, there's no tracking it. Like it's not like you're gonna feel this now and oh, it's probably gonna lift then and be a little bit better tomorrow. You start to think that and then it knocks you right down. COVID is the boss. Period. And so. How are we in the trajectory of this? Like, do we feel like we're heading out of the woods? Well, I don't want to speak too soon, but I feel good enough to do this conversation. <laughs> I've taken the last two days off of work because I felt like a champion on Monday. I tested positive on Saturday. Then on, on Sunday, felt kind of okay. Like, oh, this is a cold. I can manage. And then Monday, I thought, I'll work from home. I can do that. So it just we just started this new morning show like five weeks ago. I'm like, sick? Like, oh, my God. So... So we did it from home, and uh, I think it totally sounded like I was sick, and I thought it was a good example of, you know, stay home and blah, blah, blah. Don't let your guard down because it's still out there, that kind of thing, because it's all true. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought, okay, well, I can do this. And then later that day, it was like... You couldn't anymore. <laughs> I couldn't do it <laughs> at all. So, and you can't even think straight. You can't, like, think about going to the, down the hall for something, or I'm going to get a glass of water. Okay. You know, like it's, everything's a chore. <laughs> Even deciding so. if you're watching Price is Right or not. Oh, yeah. Price is Right is super fun. Yeah. But but let let them do all the What's work. What's crazy <laughs> is that the two of you have gone down within the last, like, month. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people. And yeah. when they talk about the numbers going up, that's the only numbers that are reported. Right? Like, I did my test at home. So that's not a reported test. Yeah. So I know there's a ton of people like me that tested positive but and then just manage their symptoms and manage themselves mm-hmm. accordingly yeah but those aren't those aren't necessarily tracked numbers yep so there's a lot it's still out there so anybody you know crabbing about like a mask mandate staying in place or whatever we cannot be trusted to make smart choices on our own it seems <laughs> yeah no, so no no anyways my mask- favorite still is how many people wear it here which two years in i'm like how? How do you get not it together? Know to go to there. I don't. I don't get it. I know. Here's just like doing this move. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, here's a tip though. Uh, Fisherman's friend, great lozenge. Also, Ricola, lovely. Fisherman's friend happens to like vaporize your nose, right? So you start feeling like you can breathe. Yeah. But don't necessarily have a fisherman's friend if you have a mask on, because even as snug mm. as you might have the mask on your nose. The vapors will still go in your eyes, and that hurts. 
Duly noted. Good life lessons. Good to know. Yeah. There's been so much learning while having COVID. Yeah. Well, thank you for making the effort to continue with this episode, episode 28 of season 10. Pretty exciting because we got a lot to tackle as usual. Um, actually, we're going to tell you about another season of um, an historically based show, which would obviously mean a new soundtrack <laughs> of sometimes old songs that'll fit right in because they've redone them. Um Oh, you know what? We're going to tell you which rarely quiet artist has taken a swipe at Rolling Stone magazine. This is this was not on our pre-approved list, by the way, so I may be dropping this surprise Uh-oh. on you. We can handle a it. Curveball. I know you can. Uh, Metallica keeps on directing their energy toward the good, so we can totally talk about that. Kelly's trivia and a 90s rewind that'll take us right back to, a, well, a vocal range I think that I can hit, at least on one of the occasions of the 90s rewind. <laughs> Um, But there's lots of people that are still trying to process the passing of Taylor Hawkins, Foo Fighters drummer, a husband, father, and a friend to many. So I thought we should probably start there. Um, One of the outspoken friends, and there was a lot of people on social media that talked about how they were feeling after finding out about Taylor Hawkins' passing. Uh, But Brian May, guitar wizard... Um, and scientific wizard too, by the way, he describes his feelings of the loss of Taylor Hawkins as frustrating, um, referring to the fact that he's only 50 years old, likening the loss to George Michael's death, which is in both cases too soon. Um, what uh, Brian May referred to in the friendship that that Queen and Foo Fighters had, but specifically he and Taylor Hawkins and Pat Smear in this instant, he said that they instantly bonded um, because both of those guys, Taylor and Pat, were what he called the most informed Queen fans. They just knew more about Queen than they did. Um, and so they were shocked <laughs> to find out that how much, you know, they felt about the band, Queen as an inspiration and stuff like that. But he also went on to say that Taylor Hawkins was good for their image. He said where he kind of regarded us as cool, which at the time a lot of people didn't. I think that it has to be told that Anybody that thinks that Queen is cool instantly makes them cool. So not that they have to do that on purpose, but it's certainly uh, up to Foo Fighters games as far as I can tell. But again, the, the reach of, uh, of, a, of the death of Taylor Hawkins is, is vast. And of, uh, it's not something that you can process easily. As of this recording, have they had his funeral? Because I haven't heard anything. Did they do it? Um, you know what? I don't know that. And with all you know, my open slate of, uh, of should know. I don't know. By the time the show, this show airs, I'm sure they will have done something. Cause the last I heard was that after I think, cause I, I feel like it took several days for them to get him home for, to the States. For sure. Like, I guess they had to do, you know, the autopsy and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so that was the last I heard that his, his, his body had finally made it back to the States, but that was the last I heard. So. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild. They might do just like a a family funeral too, or they might postpone it for a bit. Like the family obviously must be in ridiculous amounts of shock, so maybe they need time to cope before they and think do that. think about the family too. Like it's one thing for him and his own immediate family, and then his his blood relatives, but his brothers and the Foo Fighters, and that that family is far reaching too. When you think of not just your bandmates. Uh, but their families because they spend so much time together, mm-hmm. and and the families of the people that make a Foo Fighters tour happen at all is also a huge number. So, yeah. and that's just that, that's just that camp of people. But then the far reach 
of a friendship with the likes of Brian May, this would be something that, you know, whatever they decide to do, I would hope that there's a virtual element to it because I think that, uh, I think that people would find a great amount of solace in, in having access to that. Well, I'm mm-hmm. still like, it's, you know, you brought up George Michael and I'm still sad years later, you know, this is like what, six years later, it will be later on this year that, yeah. that his fans, and I know that his family's super private. Like I get that, sure. but I still think it was a huge, um, well, I'll call it a mistake. I really think they should have done mm-hmm. something for the fans. Like he has such ardent fans. Like I was a mess for a week after George mm-hmm. Michael passed away, like, and like then months after, but for that first week, I just couldn't believe he was gone. And yeah. I just wish we, we would, and I, it's not that I wanted something right away, but maybe later on that summer on his birthday, maybe around there, something. you know what I mean? Like just something. So the fans had something to say goodbye or to celebrate or, you know. And it doesn't have to be access to the family's personal space. That's not what I, I think a fan is looking for. I think they People just want their own closure. Mm-hmm. It, it's a completely separate entity from the family's loss when it comes to to a fan, I yeah. think. Yeah, especially because knowing, too, like, that, you know, James Corden is such a huge fan. Adele is such a huge fan. Um, like, can you imagine that concert? Like, had they done a, oh a tribute concert? Like, oh especially God. knowing that Adele, when she did her version of Fast Love on the Grammys, I think it was. Like, you know. Oh, Yeah. If we could have seen that in a concert setting and, and yeah. yeah, like a James Corden could have hosted it, you know, and then just the amount of British artists and American artists that George was friends with. For sure. And, and even just getting the, um, like, you know, you, you, you find out sort of all these years later um, just how philanthropic he was. Yeah. And like even to have maybe some of the charities be there that he has helped or, you know, whatever. It, it yeah. would have been amazing. At this stage of the game when it, I mean, even the COVID game and, and George Michael's death is long prior to COVID, but to see how people had to figure out how to mourn the loss uh, and celebrate the lives of people that they lost with within the confines of, you know, not being able to, you know, gather, it 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 seems like maybe something sh- could still be done. Maybe someone has to take the initiative. Is there a block on something being done? I would hope that that's not I think the case, it, but... I think there is a block. I that's what I because I think there was I th- I I mean I I will not, you know, I'll say allegedly, um but I remember hearing like a couple of years ago, I think just before COVID that, you know, something had been in the works and then that got kiboshed, I believe, by the family. So Well, how can how can, no offense to the family. I appreciate what they're going through, but how can they stop someone from people from gathering and yep. and and playing his music could that yep. be a thing and i think mm. i am wondering my wonder is cuz so and obviously his sister right passed away a few years later like on the same mm-hmm. day on christmas like george did mm-hmm. i'm wondering if and obviously it's not you know that i want this but when i'm wondering when the father passes away if something will happen like i'm wondering sure. if he's the block i don't know but i feel like that could be that could wow. be the situation interesting well, yeah. time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, move that dark cloud over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and see when about we started off with up. a bang, eh, Sharon? COVID That's and true. death. COVID and death. <laughs> awesome. Time for trivia. <laughs> yeah. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. Which leads me to think oh. that one of my um, trivia questions, which I was going to ask, I think I might push that off because, not that it was Uh-oh. negative, but like it was a little more serious. 
than than I might no- normally go. So maybe I'll I'll pick something else. So question number one, we'll go back to hobbies, toys, and games. <laughs> okay, um, they should be way. fun. And as we've discussed, and of course, if you're new to the show, uh, I have the fancy trivia cards, and they often um, invoke cool '90s terminology in the question. And by Thank cool, goodness. I mean tacky. But yeah. Um, so this one has has one of these words in it. Uh, which slamming toy car brand turned 30 in 1998. Oh, that one there. Uh, toy what, what, car brand turned I know. 30 in 98. Oh, what's oh, um, the name? Sharon. Go, Sharon. Hot Wheels. Yes. That's. Oh. Boom. Is that where How you were heading at with all your grunting? Ex- yeah, that's exactly where I was going at. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> oh, I'm not proud of myself on that one. I had a bunch of Hot Wheels at home. I'm sure. Did you really? What a fun setup. Yeah. 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 I think my brother, I think I might have had a, a couple and, and I, my brother had a lot. That is for sure. My um, neighbors had them. Pardon? My neighbors had them. And so you bore them? Play. Well, we went over, had play dates and stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then we went out to the clubs. <laughs> I was going to say, in 1998, you went over to play with... No, they would have turned 30 in 98. So yeah. sometime in between those 30 years, I would have played with them. Yeah, turkey. <laughs> I was going to say, um, also, the word betwixt. Wasn't that used in a in a, in a a Golden Girls episode? Betwixt? Betwixt. It, it was certainly used on a an episode of Saturday Night Live that Sherry O'Terry did. <laughs> I love Sherry O'Terry. I wonder oh what she's doing. Oh my god! I'll find that and I'll see if I can post it. What that? What's that girl doing? All right. Um, art and literature. Um, okay. Here we go. Yes. Um, what was the pen name of the author who wrote "Oh, the places you'll go"? Sharon. Go, Sharon. A. A. Milne. Oh my god! No clue who that is, and also incorrect. But I can you explain who that is? Yeah, the author of Winnie the Pooh. Okay, nice, 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 nice. Oh. No, no. Adam? Stephen King? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that would have been a good one. Um, I have no idea. Stephen Dr. King. Dr. Seuss. It's not that, but that's how you pronounce his name, Adam. Oh, sorry. It's my all bad. good. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Seuss. Yeah, sorry. I should have known that. Uh, I gifted that to somebody once. Did you really? Then yeah. how did you get Tonight, that wrong? I don't know. It's confusing my Seusses and my poos. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. COVID, you confuse your poos. Um, bef- <laughs> oh, by the way, yes. back to Sherry O'Terry for a second. Yeah, uh, we've seen her the past couple of years um, on CNN's New Year's Eve extravaganza <laughs> because she's been on with uh, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen as um, uh, Barbara Walters, <laughs> <laughs> and it's been so funny. Like it's worth, I mean, watching Anderson Cooper get drunk on TV is funny because <laughs> yeah. he giggles like a little kid. <laughs> but then Sherry O'Terry comes right at the right time with her Barbara Walter <laughs> and just he giggles the whole time and she's hysterical. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you were working on your accent there, Sharon, because I have messages from Uh-oh. fans. Rachel. Oh. So first of all, um, Rachel loving our last episode as per usual. So we're super grateful for Rachel. Thank and you, then, Rachel. But we have, uh, I need to give a shout out to Benjamin Kwan, who wrote, and I quote, Thank goodness you three are back. With no show last week, I was going through some pretty bad <laughs> withdrawals. 
Oh, wow. sorry about that. That was my fault. Ben K, thank you. Ben, Where's ben, ben Q. From? Ben Q. Ben Q. Yep. Oh, Q-U-A-N. That's right. Yes? Yep. Okay. Uh, so, Ben, thank you, Benjamin. That's awesome. And then Ginger Bear. Ginger Bear Again. is back at him. <laughs> What's going on with Ginger? So, Ginger Bear <laughs> has quantified whether Ginger Bear is a uh, boy cat or a girl cat. So, he writes, Ginger Bear is a boy cat. Rare. And then he goes in brackets, sorry, Adam. But I think, Adam, you would enjoy that fact. Maybe I would. <laughs> Who knows? And then he goes, and Sharon, this is your part. I'm looking forward to the accent challenge, Sharon, exclamation mark. And thank you for the shout outs. Stay hot. So Sharon, time for a Kiwi accent. Go. Kiwi. Oh, damn it. Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Not Kiwi. (laughs) Let's hear yours. I've always told you I'm terrible at accents, so I can't. How do you do know that's not a Kiwi accent, Ben? Because you just sounded like you were from like someplace north of London, right? <laughs> just grab blame the, it on grab blame the it SB. on the COVID, Sharon. Blame Let's it on the on COVID. Let's go on a picnic. It's a burner. Mm. <laughs> that yeah. one you have, yeah. Well, right. you, you've made Rachel right. <laughs> I'm just going to keep on making sounds until it sounds right to me. And guess what? It does. Okay, great. And it sounds extra jazzy part. with the COVID tone. Know what I mean? Ah, thanks. <laughs> I'm riding. I'm riding that little wave of deeper voice yep. and not super nasal, which doesn't sound hot at all. Yeah, lady of the evening, you might be. <laughs> um, so can you? I'll, I'll give you a pass because you have COVID. But like Thank next you. week, Sharon, can you? I'll do listened? a better job. Instead of yeah. watching Price is Right tomorrow, maybe. Listen to some YouTube videos of some Kiwis talking. Maybe instead, maybe I'll do both. There's room in the world for both The Price is Right <laughs> and Kiwis. And learning accents. All right. So next week, will you come with something um, <coughs> pal- palatable, maybe? Yeah. I thought I thought my offering today was pretty okay. solid. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Okay. Yes, I will. Back to you, Sharon. Right. <laughs> uh, Metallica. Metallica. What about them? Lisa, I'm trying to copy my uh, my gym friend, Liza, how she calls Lisa. That's no R at the end. Sorry. Okay. Working on it. Work in progress, Jin. Got it. Got it. Talk uh, it through. Talk it through. <laughs> so uh, Metallica continue to focus their powers toward good, which is amazing. They're all within my hands foundation. Uh, has done so much for not just their fan base, but like extended ripple effect positivity. Um, and what they're doing now is raising money to help support Ukraine. So yep. what they've raised so far, meh, $500,000. Not uh. bad, right? But they're targeting $1 million nice. to be raised by June. And they are working with the uh, World Central Kitchen and Chef Jose Andres um, and, and his dedicated efforts uh, and cooks and what they do on the front lines in a humanitarian crisis that they describe as nothing short of incredible. So they said that they are inspired, humbled, and beyond proud to support their teams currently in six European countries serving millions of Ukrainians who have been forced to leave their homes. Um, so it's the World Central Kitchen that represents everything that Metallica and their All Within My Hands Foundation stand for by providing meals with dignity and hope worldwide. 
So most of that is a quote. I wanted to make it sound conversational, but all words chosen by uh, Metallica. Fun fact also, Metallica do a thing with the San Francisco Giants every year. It's called Metallica Night. And uh, that's where James and Kirk go and play um, the national anthem. Super cool. cool. This year, they're going to have special guitars that they're going to be playing on. And then they're going to auction those guitars off. All cool. Also, that money will be going to help um, everything in the efforts uh, in Ukraine. So more information can be found through Metallica's website or even through uh, allwithinmyhands.org. The uh, San Francisco Giants game is on May 24th. Go cool. team. Try cool. They're awesome. Try. Love Metallica. Totally. Now, pardon me. <coughs> COVID Sorry, cough. COVID cough. Don't don't get anywhere near me. <laughs> um, talked about an artist who is not generally not outspoken. Does that just make them spoken? If they're yeah, not outspoken? What... <laughs> okay, we're talking about Pink. Okay. Okay. Now, Pink has basically called to the table... Rolling Stone magazine. Why? Because they posted something on their social media about the uh, top 10 Grammy performances. And uh, she didn't uh, have any problem at all when she went to uh, Instagram on commenting on that post saying, bah, ha, 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 you guys have been irrelevant since 1990. Wow. Yeah. It didn't stop That's there. That's harsh. I know. She goes on to qualify her thoughts by saying, this is the magazine that used to feature people like John Lennon and Muddy Waters. Hunter S. Thompson wrote political pieces. They put Tina Turner on their cover. Then they sold out and all credibility went to bleep when style over substance and revenue over authenticity went into play. Was she done? Oh, no, she wasn't. No, no. She goes on to say, that's when Snooki became acceptable coverage. Give me a bleepin' break. Do your homework. You don't have to like me or, or my music or anything about me. And believe me, I could give a bleep. But this is the biggest sellout in effing history when it comes to a publication we all once trusted. F Rolling Stone. And I felt that way for decades, as so many of my favorite artists and my peers have. This isn't just about their horrendous opinion of rating Grammy performances. It's decades of wasting trees and people's time. Tell us how you really feel, Pink. Whoa. It seems like a harsh answer to something that's not really worth it. But you know what? Pink like, and why her husband really, that, they hunker down. Yeah, but why choose that article? I'm sure she could have found something worse to... Well, maybe that it's was like, the one that sort of... Well, clearly it was the one that sort of sent her over the edge. Like, not to, well, not to mention okay. that it didn't rate one of her performances, which I guess renders, like, this is not news, probably. That she does not like them is probably not news to them. But wasn't it on the Grammys that she did that glitter performance where she was... She yeah, dipped. she was great during that performance. And that was a great performance. So that didn't yeah. make the top 25, which is not why she railed on well, them. I think she just, when she has something to say, she says it. And if this was the catalyst to make her spout that off, then there we are. Go, girl. Okay. Go, girl. Don't tick her off. No. That's mm. living and learning. Um, what was the other thing we wanted to talk well, about? Well, I really, I know you're getting to your rewind, but, but uh, do you, did you see the Alanis Morissette? Well, that's the next story. Because I, no, blown that away, a question. Sharon, blown away. Did you, did you watch it, Sharon? Uh, Adam? Yeah. 
I did not watch. Oh. Uh, wait, wait, what did I watch? The Alanis Morissette <laughs> clip I sent you. I have not. Wa- no, I have not watched it yet. Well, that's the, the cool thing about it is that my my uh, coy intro about another season of a historically based show that would obviously mean a new soundtrack. We're talking Bridgerton. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I don't even know. It, everything is good about Bridgerton. And I wonder if, like, it came at the right time, too. You know, during COVID, it, was, it gave us something to watch when everybody joked about finishing Netflix. Here was this thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, cool. So I like it. I'm looking forward to it. And it's neat the way they... They weave, like I said, modern tones into mm-hmm. uh, older historical themes. Pardon me while I drink water before I choke. I've seen a few episodes. You're starting to convince me to watch the whole thing. Well, one of the sexiest elements of the show is the the uh, the the lead guy who's not going to be on anymore, whose name I can't remember because I have COVID. Um, oh. It's in it, Reggae Jean. <laughs> Re- reggae? That's how they pronounce it, I think. Is Jean, really? Jean, what is it? Reggae Jean. He was on, uh, they had him on SNL. Adam, what is it? Uh, Reggae Jean Page. Page. Reggae Jean Page. But they Page. call him, I think, in America Town. They Reggae? Call him Reggae Jean. Cause they Reggae Jean it. Page. Huh. I find that funny about how to pronounce people's is he, names. Like, is he people French? Would know, I think he's, well, he's a Brit. No, yeah, he's a Brit, yeah. But wouldn't people know how to pronounce your name if you told them how? Yeah, but have you noticed, like, for example, there is, like, you know, that whole Louisiana population? There's a bunch of them that oh, have yeah. last names that are completely French-Canadian or, you know, like French. Philippi. Yeah. yeah, and then, like, there's this one actor I love, and, and his last name is LeBlanc, but in America town, it's LeBlanc. Well, just like Matt, Matt LeBlanc, like, it's, right. you know. Or R- Ryan Philippi, which right. is totally spelled Philippe. Yeah. Philippe. <laughs> that was not in a Kiwi accent, in case you were wondering. No. Are you sure? It might have been. Kiwi's a bit like, because I had a friend that moved from New Zealand to Canada uh, when I was in high school, and he had such a beauty, because it's like a, it's like a, it's like the, I don't know how to say this, like the softer version of Australia. I don't know, like how to, like it's, because it's in the realm of Australian, but it's its own thing. Crikey! No, still not that. <laughs> <laughs> right? No. <laughs> it's probably best that I can't do it today because I sound like this. Yeah, but so still delightful to, be to hear you try. Anyways, but yeah, he, it was like because it, it's almost like it's this mix of like Australian, British, but like wrapped up in its own special bow. And it was just, it, and he was very soft spoken. It was just beautiful to hear him speak. Like he should actually be on the radio. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Well, get them on the line. Here's my question. They always <laughs> hire British people over in Canada to be on the radio because it's cool. I'm wondering if, like, if we were over in the UK, would it be cool to have a Canadian on? I don't know if I'd get no, a job. Probably not. We should try. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Back to you, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I lost my, uh, I lost my energy. You lost so your thoughts uh... about Alanis Morissette. <laughs> so Alanis Morissette, strings on You Oughta Know. Which we know how uh, how um, emotional and revved up that song gets, so it'll be neat to see where they place it in the show. Did you watch the music video? Uh, yes. Her that version is amazing. She's quite compelling. It's incredible that she's uh, she's got the lasting uh, delivery. You know, like she, I think it's probably like, because she's cool. Well, she's cool, but she's got she's got a unique delivery, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think that opens it up for like 
more or an increased artistry on it. Yeah. I also wanted to steal her I suit. I do think that. <laughs> that was nice. Do you see her suit in the video? It's very nice. She's got it going on. And here's the thing. Like, I, as I was watching her sing, like, in this, you know, classical version of You Ought to Know, I was like, uh, she's just so cool. Like, you're just – she's just cool. And then to know that she's a huge Janet Jackson fan, I was like, we could be friends. That's what I thought. <laughs> I think as Canadians, we think that about Canadians. Yeah, yeah. I know them. I also think I could be friends totally with Janet. Different. She's American. So. <laughs> well, you've got picture proof that you could be friends with her. All that sitting beside her and yeah. stuff. <laughs> me and Janet we're buds <laughs> <laughs> Janet hold me uh, <laughs> let's not start that rumor <laughs> if just I give ever me a hug that Janet <laughs> yeah that's true I'll stop yep. <laughs> let's do a 90s rewind how about that when are we going to where uh, are we going to we're going to 1995 Ooh. you ready for this because uh, yeah. TLC we're still flipping the sexy switch <laughs> with red light special also yes. creep oh yeah oh yeah why because they were crazy sexy cool that's why that video was very good too uh, both eh yeah both eh <laughs> Uh, how about Cheryl Crow? Um, she actually kind of answers her own question in Strong Enough. Great song. That's from the Tuesday Night Music Club, which came out in the late summer of 1993. But yeah, I told you 90s Rewind was 1995 because um, it was still enjoying chart time in the spring of 1995 with a song like wow. Strong Enough. Uh, elsewhere on the list of albums that keep on giving, Gloria Estefan's Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me. Mm. It was an album of covers, three of which were uh, chart hits. Uh, and wow. around this time in 1995, we were loving her take on Everlasting Love. Aww. Aww. Like she made it, she sort of stuck to the, the program on the song and just made it her own. Mm -hmm. But it totally sounded like her own. You know, like it still sounded like the originals, but it totally made sense in 1995. Um, and since I wanted to get into something more vocal, uh, vocally uh, parallel to my existence, I, I thought I should mention Hootie and the Blowfish and Hold My Hand. It's like you're yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you're all of them, not just Hootie. <laughs> I was going to wrap it up there, but I thought, uh, why should I be the only person who has this song in my head? I'll wrap it up with the proof that there was all kinds of things going on musically in the 90s with a reminder of Katnajo. <laughs> that got a lot of airplay in uh, Quebec. Where's the rednecks? In <laughs> Quebec, it did. Yeah, People love huge. that song here. Very, very Quebecois song. Yeah, yeah. Um, The clubs were playing it, as Sharon would know. Ah, get me on my horse at the clubs. That, only after she played with her Hot Wheels. Then it was straight to the club. <laughs> I managed my time as any normal human would in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> that is your 90s rewind. Excellente. And uh, before you wrap it up, Sharon, would you like one more kick at the can for Ginger Bear with a Kiwi business? or Kiwi? <laughs> <laughs> We're no, never getting there. I oh, ne never say never. Next there's week, still, Sharon. Next there's week. another. We can do another show. It'll be great. I can't wait. <laughs> great. I can't wait to hear you actually nail this next week. Like, no pressure, I Sharon. I can't wait to hear me do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, that's uh, enough. That is enough. I'm going to stop talking now. 
Okay. 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 Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, <laughs> starting with you two, of course, Kelly and Adam. Thank you very much. Uh, and thanks to everybody for finding us where it is that you do. We appreciate that. And then, you know, getting in touch with us and letting us know how much you like this Kiwi accent in progress. We love it. <laughs> Yay! Thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening. <laughs> 